Welcome. We're going to be covering 10 topics and trailers in as close to an hour as possible. My name's Kelton, and joining me as always is my co-host, Grift. How's it going, buddy? How was Miami? Oh, dude, Miami was a fucking movie. Um, we, you know, it was, it was, uh, both work and play, you know, we were, we were sort of starting our, uh, holy war against the Board Ape Yacht Club, just defacing NFT street art all over the city, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, that like, only makes it go up in value though. They're going to have like an image of that and then sell that instead. And that's going to be, you know, like a whole thing. It's, it's now a limited edition Board Ape that the, uh, Milady group yeah. has, uh, <laughs> Attacked, so. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out all the miladies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, Booba Hub. Shout out the miladies. Uh, thanks. Yeah, my, my Miami was an absolute movie. Um, but yeah, and you know, shout out, shout out my friends at uh, at uh, Cheese Dow who are now building. They okay. So this is this is like um, secret. You know, this this is low key alpha. But but I have friends who are building a platform where you can bet the value of your nft against other nfts so we're gonna Hell yes. we are we are all going to send board apes to zero so be be on the lookout <laughs> for that i appreciate it i think that that's great the only thing i've been saying missing from the nft space is if you could throw your nfts against each other like pokemon or beyblades that is the the last thing that I think uh, I, I've been waiting for to finally <laughs> jump on this train. <laughs> oh my so. god! I, I cannot I cannot wait to uh, like pop the everything bubble in the economy with like a 100x leverage options contract of like my, my fucking <laughs> 911 hat lady against a like uh, some racist bored ape. Ah <laughs> 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 oh, god. But uh, I guess we should talk about the box office that was this week. It's been a kind of a quiet week, weirdly, in the world of uh, movie news and things. But I, I'm excited about what we got going on as as an offering this week, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, because Fantastic Beast 3 opened to a franchise low $43 million. Uh, still made $150 million internationally. So, so yikes there a little bit the i i was like yeah haha die trash when i saw 43 million domestically and then i saw how much internationally is like oh no we might get a fourth one <laughs> i don't i don't want this at all please stop yeah just being carried by the international box office because china forced them to take out the one line alluding to uh the the secret secret quote unquote uh dumbledore relationship with uh Gr grindelwald <laughs> and, and that's art right yeah. that's how you know you're telling a real story with compelling characters is that if you remove six seconds of dialogue it changes the dynamic between two characters entirely yeah that that's how you know it's a it's a real story with plot and characters and not just some i don't know marketing ploy to sell more stick 
plushies or whatever the fuck they're doing these <laughs> days. Broomstick pl- or like I don't even <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the fuck they're selling with these things because glasses, uh, Harry yeah. Potter glasses. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, I, I get your guess is as good as mine right now, though. Um, the, I know the target total gross for the movie is somewhere between the six hundred million to nine hundred million dollar range, and so I do want to kind of keep tabs on that a little bit to see because if it makes less than six hundred million, we can finally end this franchise send it and to zero so, like yeah please, we are please. we are shorting I, the fantastic beeps beast franchise <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if such a thing exists where i can short movies uh, that like that that's my life then griffs I, I i'm terrified to see if i can place bets on whether or not something is going to open over under a certain number why does that uh, not exist like box office mojo that's like you you obviously uh, you 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 had your shot but then you just got bought by IMD, imdb you know you like you you you, 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 you had it within you to create the predicted of the box office <laughs> honestly like creating sports betting lines before the box office that might be a, a project we end up working on uh, <laughs> yeah. a little bit later on so you know let, let's just move past this uh the reason it's important is because warner brothers and i say warner brothers really it's it's new parent company discovery because that deal went through finally discovery channel owning wb <laughs> um they are now saying that they're waiting on uh a movie's box office performance before greenlighting sequels. What a novel concept, forcing movies to be more self-contained <laughs> than anything else. Such such a strange strategy from these uh, movie and cinema outsiders at Discovery. The fucking hubris to plan like five Fantastic Beasts movies. Like you're 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 already uh, apparently the plot of this one they they have to stop they 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 have to stop uh, Wizard Hitler so that the Holocaust can still happen because we can't we can't interfere here you know we're, we 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 can't interfere in the Muggle world we <laughs> got to let them go their own way but like what are, what, the, what what the fuck are they gonna do after this like are they like a Cold War but with wizards like uh, <laughs> there's a small faction of wizards that are like I don't know I don't think six million goblins died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why in the new video game, the, uh, the, the, the plot centers around the Goblin Rebellion. <laughs> oh, God. See, I, I have thankfully been able to avoid any and all uh, Harry Potter stuff. Like, I, I, and I'm sure listeners know, like, I haven't read the books. I haven't really watched the movies except two and maybe two and a half of all of the movies that have been out wow, so far. that's impressive. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's just like it didn't resonate with me. You know, like, I can't... I I can't brag though because I've also seen most of the MCU movies, so it's not like I'm lording one thing over the other. It's that like oh I I went down a different mass consumption sucker route uh, versus something else, um, and so I it's just going to be interesting if this finally makes it end or if this makes it end and then WB throws uh, just boatloads of money at the OG cast so they can do their like all of them are adults now yeah movie they're gonna I they're gonna make a fucking cursed child movie I'm sure is that the is yeah, that the that's play like or whatever the, it yeah was? like the 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 sequel play book thing um okay that like apparently it introduces time travel and completely 
basically negates the drama of the entire original series because there's like it's like I don't that like, doesn't know. sound like something that jk rowling would do to her work <laughs> not at all <laughs> what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's where dumbledore's real name you find out was like dickle hole or whatever you know because of course he's gay yes <laughs> uh we, we have to label it that way uh, yeah. what, what what a lovely franchise jesus christ uh next next trailer next trailer uh next topic uh thor love and thunder had a new trailer come out today and this looks like a a throwback to the 80s it's all vintage and and it's neon it has you know uh, amazing 80s soundtracks it's colorful it looks like a rollicking good time i'm just gonna look up real quick how much the uh, creators and artists who did these comic issues it's based on are gonna make off of this movie i'm gonna take a long sip of water and then look that up real quick honestly like can't we just let like thor like live life at this point like clearly the point of this is like oh he's trying to uh he's trying to like move past being being a fighter and like trying to just just trying to live laugh love out there in the universe but you know as as, (laughs) this is thor's eat pray love yeah yeah (laughs) really actually (laughs) and and then he's like oh as, as soon as you get out they they pull you back in uh, and, and now, now Natalie Portman has to, has to wield the hammer. Um, but she got jacked. She got actually jacked for this. Uh, so congrats oh to God. her. Do they, do they put her on a steroid? Do they put him on, uh, Kumail's, uh, uh steroid regime? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, I hope not. Then I thought about it and I hope so. Cause I would love to see Natalie Portman with that HGH jaw <laughs> that Camille has now. That, that would be amazing to me. Uh, this feels like, uh, like like nostalgia for a nostalgia that doesn't exist yeah. for a history that doesn't exist you know yeah. it's like oh wow the 80s were so cool it's like i i mean i guess they were but what were the 80s actually like Ugh. we now know a lot about what was actually going on in the 80s and things and it wasn't all like bright and fun and so then to make stuff be incredibly bright and fun uh, I have a feeling the second trailer is going to be like, and the somber underbelly underneath all of the fun that exists. And because I mean, like the villain in this is Gore, the God butcher played by Christian Bale. So I have a feeling that stuff is about to go sideways in it. But uh, I mean, bubblegum fun. I think Thor's had more individual movies than any other person in the MCU now. Right. Because this is the this is the fourth. Uh, yes. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That That would be it. Yeah. Wouldn't you know it? Thor. That's the one. <laughs> God, Thor. <laughs> uh, Christ. Uh, what a time. What a time. Get your bankable stars that are still under contract, I suppose. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, speaking of stars that are under contract, Stranger Things Season 4, uh, Volume 1. The trailer, like the the final trailer, whatever you want to call it, finally came out. And once again, I got to say, these motherfuckers are so old now. They look like they're college kids. This is weird to look at now. 
And like, I mean, perfect segue with the 80s nostalgia, because they're clearly like trying to go like a sort of like, like uh, hair metal aesthetic a bit here. You know, I, I, I'm sorry, people uh, put it on your bingo cards for a Yellowstone reference. But Hawkins, Indiana suffers the same problem that Yellowstone <laughs> does of that. This town is as small or as large as it needs to be. What with, you know, the massive metropolis w- with the mall and then the super small town, right? out of a Spielberg uh, s- suburb that exists, then they're also going to California and they're moving at some point. Like what? I This thing just feels like they are wringing it out because it's Stranger Things part four. Sorry, I'm sorry. Season four, volume one, then volume two will drop later. Then who knows when season five, volume one and season five, volume two are going to drop. We're going to be in like the third Ivanka term by the time this whole thing fucking ends. Wait, wait, be- wait, wait. So this is only volume one of season four. Like, what the f- <laughs> Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, who gives a shit at this point? Like- Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm glad to have dropped this on you live so you can <laughs> understand why I'm so, I... Uh... I'm so tired, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like, uh, the, the, just, okay, first season Stranger Things, novel concept, cute kids, you know, like, fun 80s nostalgia. But now they're, yeah, they're they're just, like, they look like, they all look like they're 30, and we're supposed to believe they're in high school and still like, oh, my God, there's a... Demogorgon beast and it's things are spooky. Obama was president when season one came out. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, you're right. (laughs) Oh my god, it was a different world. So, I mean, again, if you enjoy this, I'm glad, I'm happy for you. You know, I'm sure, like, if I was maybe like 15 years younger and I was watching people around my age grow up at the same time, then sure, great, I guess. You know, that this is this is probably fun in its own way. I'm trying to be uh, seeing both sides of things more, um, even if it makes me feel like I'm aging in real time. Um, it, it just it is one of those things of where I can't help but think that Netflix is wringing out as much content as they can from this, and that if we keep watching it, we're going to just set up like a season six set when they're all like 40 years old and they're going to do like a, it's like it, but you know, set in today's world. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. They're going to something. Yeah. They're going to have to team up with uh, Zelensky to defeat the Russian Demogorgon. (laughs) Like it's, (laughs) it's going to merge with the current timeline. (laughs) We're, we don't know exactly what uh, is going to be in store for us. Uh, let, let's look at the future, though. Our next trailer, Crimes of the Future. It, it's uh, uh, pump this sweet, sweet movie right into my veins, Grift. Uh What did you think about this 56 seconds of uh, brilliant? Uh, I'm definitely intrigued. I mean, Cronenberg uh, doing, you know, st- uh, sci-fi body horror. Sign me up. Cronenberg uh, doing I, body horror. What? I'm glad he's what? branching out. <laughs> yeah, br- branching out from uh, Crash. Yeah. <laughs> so weird to yeah. see from the director of Crash. Are we bragging about that? <laughs> yeah, it was the top build movie on like from the director of all these sci-fi classics, but we're going to first build Crash. <laughs> you oh you realize you can still put Videodrome, right? It's not too late to put Videodrome. <laughs> 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 
goodness. It's also strange because I know when it was first announced, like Cronenberg uh, earlier, like in the early 70s, he had a movie called uh, Crimes of the Future come out, but th- it just shares like a name. Huh. Uh, it's it's not, just like, I like that name so much. Exactly. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to run it back. <laughs> honestly, respect to him for, for doing that because it doesn't relate to anything else in that way. Um, but the uh, the plot line, uh, just for anyone wondering, well, what, what is this about? Um, the human species is adapted to a synthetic environment, so the body undergoes new transformations and mutations. That's that's kind of like the the byline. As we then follow a performance artist, who then um, the he puts his organs through a technological metamorphosis, an avant-garde performances you're like oh okay well this is this is some incredibly Cronenberg shit but we get Viggo Mortensen in this we get Kristen Stewart in this it's it's just like uh everyone comes out to play when Cronenberg says that he wants to make a movie you would not be able to divine any of that plot summary from the trailer which it's just purely vibes at this point that's (laughs) yeah just that's the way a trailer should be (laughs) it sells you on the vibe here uh and so i don't want to talk about it too much longer because again it was a very brief glimpse so let's talk about what i'm sure is going to be the mega box office hit (laughs) of the summer pause of fury the legend of hank a animated (laughs) film where michael Sarah plays a down on his luck dog who finds himself in a town full of cats uh and he has to defend that village from a ruthless villain played by ricky gervais with the help of his reluctant cat samurai teacher played by samuel l jackson wow yeah Mother, father, cocker spaniel is (laughs) among the lines featured in this trailer. I just like, what do they have on Samuel L. Jackson to make him put on like the Snapchat cat ears filter? Money in the intro to this trailer. (laughs) They they approached him live and they said, "We will give you fifty thousand dollars right now. It's here if you (laughs) are willing to do the cat ears right now." And they went fine. And then he said, "Guess what? You have another year." of harvard under your belt congratulations i paid for another uh i don't know semester or whatever god i mean this this just looks like a just shitty kung fu panda knockoff uh, it does the, from like 2004 or something yeah like the, the, the animation is like actively worse than like kung fu panda was what like late late aughts yeah right yeah yeah i, I think so i like i'm not gonna look that up because i'm too busy right now trying to hold on the original title of this was something called blazing samurai is this an adaptation of fucking blazing saddles like is that what this is because you have a dog going into a town full of cats are dogs black people in this world is that is Michael Sarah <laughs> doing dog based blackface? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Hold on, it says based on Blazing Saddles. Yep. Okay. Well, fuck. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's the that's an adaptation. That's certainly a choice that they're, that they're going with. I'm not thinking that this is going to be too good. You have a kid, so you you may be inadvertently exposed to this, whereas I I do not have to worry about. Nah, nah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm going to let my child find this on Paramount Plus or whatever on her own accord. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to uh, be like, well, uh, if you want to watch it, that's fine, honey. I'm going to Chromecast it and move along with my life because daddy doesn't want to play this fucking bullshit. Instead, what does daddy want? 
Daddy wants this next trailer popping <laughs> right into my veins. <laughs> this is for Memory, a Liam Neeson movie from the director of Casino Royale with Guy Pierce as the obvious third act reveal villain. Fuck yeah. Let's, Let's go. Fuck, yeah. Like he's he's you know, he's a contract killer, he's got a, a certain set of skills. He has Alzheimer's. Like <laughs> you hear that, Bruce Willis? This is how you lean into being old. Yeah, the the third act reveal is as Bruce Willis as the as the villain. I cannot. Yeah. I mean, th- this is so good. You're following a hitman who is starting to forget little things, and then he's forgetting like where he is and how he got places. He's forgetting who he's supposed to kill. I mean, it's it's just one of those things of where uh, it's a it's a clever storytelling dynamic, and that then when you have someone like the director of Casino Royale behind it, granted, this is also the guy who directed like the Green Lantern movie. So take that for what it is. But, you know, it, it's I have faith in this being a, a decent movie for us, like to watch direct to video on streaming um, in a couple months. It's going to be grand. Yeah, no, this this is absolutely like a movie that that plays uh, every other night on FX. Yes. For years to come. Oh God, yeah. yes, this is absolutely uh, the the FX generation. Uh, it's what it was meant to be. I am excited to see just how many more years Liam Neeson is going to be able to be an action star. Because as we talked earlier uh, in his last movie that we covered, I think it was called Blacklight. It's where he was like a grandfather trying to get his grandson <laughs> back, <laughs> and so now he's like, "I'm old and I don't have a good memory." <laughs> like it, I'm my pants on set (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just so great and i love guy pierce he looks so sweaty he looks so grimy as an fbi agent with that mustache that's definitely uh, a villain mustache like you can't cast guy pierce in the movie and make me think he's actually going to be the hero or like a good guy alongside like he he is built to be that kind of uh, dastardly villain. And he's got a good uh, pedigree when it comes to uh, st- uh, starring in movies featuring characters with memory loss. So <laughs> that, 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 that definitely bodes well, too. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Wow, that's an excellent connection to make. Yes, yes. Uh, you know what? I am going to say I think that this will be the next memento. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. This is, you heard it here first. It's, it's all in that same universe. Uh, um, what a time. Well, now we get to do our uh, mid-show plug where we get to remind you all that for $5 a month, you can show your support for the show. Once we hit 25 patrons, we're going to do a Patreon exclusive GigoCast every week. In the meantime, we have a bunch of stuff on our Patreon, like our uh, exclusive series, Yellowstoned, that exists. So everyone, please go ahead and get Montana Cowboy Pilled. Check it out. Other people are getting Cowboy Pilled across this world. Uh, There is a show called Outer Range starring Josh Brolin that basically is like, what if Yellowstone existed? But then there was a giant time black hole void in the middle of the ranch. 
which uh, I'm excited to build out the extended Yellowstoned universe with this with you. Yeah, hopefully it's better than uh, Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Are we having to count that? I don't want to count that. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig, directed by John Favreau. And you still drop the ball like that. Just in- insane to me. What what a... <laughs> Oh well, that we you know on another slow week maybe we can review that movie uh, at another time. But uh, another time, another time. In the meantime, we have to talk about uh, a revolutionary concept when it comes to uh, building out a movie grift. I don't know if you heard, but actor Matthew Lillard and uh, director Bill Wordy 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 create created the uh, first decentralized movie studio. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> they created a totally new decentralized way to make movies. How are they going to do this? By allowing people to buy NFTs. The whole premise of this new studio is to create films based on communal efforts. All the voting for whatever film they will make will be completely transparent and fair. That's how it works. So uh, it's, it's financial democracy, folks. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is of where the more NFTs you buy, the more voice you have to say. And I'm just glad that this new studio concept exists where a person with the most money is going to have the most say in the creative process. Like this sort of groundbreaking. Making yeah. filmmaking <laughs> is is going to be fantastic. I don't see any downside. Money equals speech. Uh, completely novel concept in this country. They're they're um. just like this is a bullshit version of Kickstarter. Is what this is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even like God, I I hate this. I hate that it's now being treated as like it's an indie way to do little things all the way through. And it, I'm sure they have a good enough uh goal behind it like to try and be a small studio to try and fundraise for that and so they're just doing the nft route because that's what's hot right now but my god is it just insane for them to say well hey if you give us enough money you're gonna have more of a say at our studio like you're selling shares of your studio through NFTs. This is this is not going to go well for you. And, and the the value of those NFTs is up in the air. So your studio could go to zero very quickly in <laughs> value because, like, just the these corporate NFT shit. It's like they're obviously trying to jump on this new trend, but again, it's just like recreating the same systems just with just with a fresh coat of paint. Um, but I mean, there, there, there is some, there is some potential here if you could leverage like a hostile takeover of what, are, what, like we didn't know what, the, like, is this gonna be called like Studio Dow or something, or what the, <laughs> what the fuck is this even gonna be called? But apparently, it is within like the the crypto space. There is this trend of like DAOs doing hostile takeovers of other DAOs, which are like these sort of like collective uh, groups like this. So I think we need to, I think we need to form Gigo DAO. We need to do a hostile takeover of this studio. <laughs> And just force them to fund our like insane pet projects. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? That it's a movie about people who bet the over unders on uh, box office results. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 the big short, but the box office version. <laughs> and we're shorting the Fantastic Beast franchise. We're setting it to zero. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Uh, if people think that's a stupid idea for a movie, I beg them to consider what NFTs are as well. So uh, it, it contains multitudes. Uh, this next story, though, made me feel like I'm having a stroke and also made me realize that maybe I don't <laughs> need social media on my phone. Um, it is that there is a new movie, a new Halloween movie meant for kids that's in development. Uh, based around the Spirit Halloween store. The uh, fuck? Wait, uh, okay, so you, you, you mentioned that earlier that you had gotten social media off your phone. Wait, wait, was this the final straw? It, it really was. <laughs> it was that I don't need to just, I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to see it. I don't need anything else. It, it is, it's fine. Is what it is. Because here, here's the plot. Uh, when a new Spirit Halloween store opens in the deserted strip mall, three middle school friends who think they've outgrown trick-or-treating make a dare to spend the night locked inside the store Halloween night. That seems fine for a premise. Seems uninspired. Seems paint by numbers. Uh, Griff, you, you had a good take on it. Want to share it with us? Yeah, I, I just lo- I love the irony of like, this is obviously like a shameless 80s nostalgia vehicle because they specifically mentioned like, oh, we want to make this like the Goonies and the Gremlins, like, you know, films that the creators of this obviously like grew up with, but you're already committing the sin of referencing classic better movies than what this is going to end up being as your inspiration so you're literally creating nothing new and you're setting it this sh- this like shameless 80s installing vehicle you're setting it in an abandoned mall at a store that nobody goes to anymore <laughs> that only opens for one season and it's just dead retail space besides that and like what what kids have nostalgia like for spirit Halloween store like, there and that's the issue is that the people making the spirit Halloween memes are not going to be the same people watching this movie. This is a fundamental misunderstanding of what is popular on the internet and what is profitable in real life. It's it's a not good approach, but congrats to Christopher Lloyd for this being one of the last movies he'll probably be making as he's entering the, the final stage. Yep, yep, Doc Brown going to make spirit Halloween movies. Hell yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I think you're this this would not have been greenlit if not for those spirit Halloween memes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. They're just trying to cash Fuck. in on it. And uh oh. yeah, so that that's the end result, everyone. Congratulations. You make something popular, you get a shitty kids movie getting pumped out. <laughs> we won. Yay. Um, next story. I'm gonna keep it real quick because I purposefully avoided any and all Coachella news. So this is gonna be a, a spitfire round. Are you ready, Grift? Yeah, let's go. All right, Coachella. Is it good or bad this year? Coachella is just overrated in general. Like there- I, I've actually been I, I went to Coachella like four or five years ago. Go and like it was fine. It was over like, under a number of headdresses you saw. Uh, too many over. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's like it's it's just way overpriced. Like like you just from from the Hawaiian shirts that people are wearing to the concert itself. Uh, the 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 whole thing's fucking embarrassment. Uh, I don't even know why it's like it needs to be talked about because it's just like a corporate music festival that just happens to be like big. 
yep. and they 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 banned they banned Kanye this year. I guess like it's I don't, I don't even there there isn't really much to say about it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind of what I why I wanted to bring it up is that it's a huge festival, but it seems like it's just a way for everyone to see that celebrities are at Coachella, so you can go ahead and rob them. They're not at home yes. right now, is my point. So you might as well do it. Yeah. So that that that's Coachella news. Thank you. Our Coachella hot minute right there. Excellent segment. We <laughs> have to return for sure. Uh, next story. The Batman is passing $750 million on, and it is debuting on HBO Max technically tomorrow or today or yesterday, depending on when you're actually listening to this episode. But as of recording, it is happening tomorrow. Uh, the reason I mentioned this is that that is the the pace that is being set for this Fantastic Beast 3. Like, it needs to be as big as the Batman was in order to find that sweet spot between 600 <laughs> and 900 million. <laughs> and so uh, that's why it's a story. Did I create an entire segment just so I could loop back into Fantastic Beasts and talk about how it's sucking? Yes. Yes, I did. Now, the final story <laughs> that we can talk about is how AMC is letting you now buy movie tickets with dogecoin oh god this is i mean this is a really a crypto themed episode i gotta say like (laughs) i don't choose the news stories that appear in my algorithm okay i'm friends with you and that's what chooses the stories that appear (laughs) i am so sorry Uh, yeah, uh, I, I just I, I don't exactly understand why they're doing this. What is the appeal of paying in Dogecoin versus just regular uh, dollars? I love like buying a ticket and then the value of the currency that I bought the ticket with has gone down by the time I show up to the theater. So I have to pay more when I get there. It's it's what I'm looking for in the AMC theater experience. Because uh, does it say like, how it, much? Honestly, this this shit just reminds me of like stupid like this this is this is like an Elon Musk stunt. Like, are you paying with actual dollars or are you paying with units of measurement of Dogecoin or other like cryptocurrencies that that are set up? Like, I I don't understand how it's set up. Or and do they have fluctuating prices with each time? Is there a time like to buy a ticket when? <laughs> the prices are low like and is that how you get a discount I'm, i just have so many other questions about what's going on yo buy buy the dip on those fantastic beast tickets <laughs> <laughs> imagine paying for fantastic beast tickets when bitcoin is like at the high point in value for the day relative to u.s dollar god uh not not a good time oh it's absolute nightmare <laughs> this just seems you know like i and i know like uh there, it also supports things like bitcoin and ethereum but like they're really leaning into like the meme of it all and saying like yeah you can pay with pretty much anything except it's it's basically these five things uh but do it do it now buy crypto we're cool use amc to buy crypto or whatever i'm again i i'm still at a loss as to how like the day-to-day of like the actual app works and i refuse to try and buy it because that would mean i would first need to buy fucking dogecoin and then get set up on bitpay (laughs) (laughs) there's so many steps no no um uh it's okay i i would 
uh, you know, all my apes are gone. All my Doge don't exist. I yeah. I took all, them all, to the all, animal all my shelter. Doge, all my Doge went to zero last year. Um, but like <laughs> just. Since since AMC had their big like stock meme stock run last year, they just been doing weird shit like this. Like they like bought a gold mine too. Like it just what? It, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, did you, wait, did you did you see that link in the article? Like they 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 like invested in a they 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 acquired a minority stake in Highcroft Mining Holding Company, a uh, n- not insignificant chunk of change uh, for a company that was teetering on bankruptcy but apparently yeah they they bought in heavy to this like this 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 uh sketchy gold mining company um uh, yeah and I, i'm like, gonna be honest I, like, with you grift i read the first sentence like <laughs> i read the first sentence of that second paragraph and my eyes glazed over and uh i missed it so thank you for for bringing up that yes they are investing in an actual gold mine uh jesus jesus christ uh this this is this is uh, so. How much cocaine is involved, and how much like pathetic trend chasing is involved? Because both make you do wildly reckless and stupid decisions. But one is kind of cool, and the other one is like you're chasing after the fleeting last hope of youth. And uh, I, I'm not quite sure AMC knows what it's doing here. Yeah, I mean, th- th- these really do sound like uh, business plans that are uh, that are hatched over like a crazy coke fueled night that never get followed up on in the morning. <laughs> Except they're actually doing them. They're, they're actually buying that gold mine. They're they're actually uh, m- making <laughs> making you buy Dogecoin. That's what happens when you day. throw a coke party and like someone's taking notes the entire time. Like write that down. <laughs> write that down. Oh, that's fucking. <laughs> That's gold. You know what else is gold? A mine. We should do that. <laughs> you know what else is gold? Doge coins. They literally are gold. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I hope everyone who has crypto in this form does that, I guess, because why the fuck not at this point? What else are you holding on to Dogecoin for is what I ask of you. Go buy overpriced popcorn with your Dogecoin. This is this is insane to me. Um, let, let's talk about the last thing. Last thing this week, last topic. It is what is happening next week. And uh, it, it is a, a double feature of sorts of where normally I would say, oh, we have one movie to look forward to. But we actually have two, the first one being the unbearable weight of massive talent that Nicolas Cage playing himself in a movie with Pedro Pascal. That seems like it's going to be a blast. And then we also have The Northman, a movie I am beyond fucking stoked to watch. Uh, and also I'm being told I might be racist for enjoying. So let's Wait, get that what? discourse machine going. Oh, because it's like fucking Black Panther for white people or some yes, shit, right? Th- that's exactly like, right. <laughs> this does look fucking awesome, though. I love I love how someone pointed out that the um, subway poster for The Northman forgot to put the name of the movie on it yeah so it's just a bunch of viking guys and no title <laughs> <laughs> you like love to see it honestly uh yeah. it's what it's what we want to see uh man i i think that this is gonna be a, it, from all accounts it seems to just be like 
a hell yeah of a time. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, reviewing it next week with you. I think it's going to be fun to discuss and figure out what is going to happen. Because, uh, again, this is uh, based on the legend of Amleth, which is kind of a loose inspiration for Hamlet as well. Ooh. And so it's Conan meets Hamlet. Hell yeah. What's not to love about that sort of thing? So until next time, goodbye, everyone. Peace. Peace.